If you're a Disney Plus subscriber and you're watching The Mandalorian, Jack and I have a podcast for you. Every week, we'll discuss the latest episode of The Mandalorian and talk about other great content and maybe some not-so-great content on Disney Plus as well. As two lifelong Star Wars fans, we have a ton of fun geeking out over all the little details of the show, and we want you to join us every Monday. So search for Disney Plus Reviews. That's Disney P-L-U-S Reviews. Hey, Phil, how about that, Baby Yoda? Baby Yoda says, What's the podcast? fans to a brand new episode of quality check podcast i'm one of your hosts daniel posey and joining me to the left with half of his voice drew douglas what are you doing i was whispering so i didn't want your eardrums to be sensitive to my voice my ears are fine it's my throat there are actual concerns that i have the new coronavirus i mean you said before recording that you were just in china (laughs) i was and i had a good business i had a business meeting and hopefully it doesn't turn into the movie Parasite. I'm trying to make Quality Check go international, and uh, it didn't work. Were you there just like how Bruce Wayne was on business and was it Beijing? I think it was Hong Kong. Okay, I, couldn't, I can't remember. But speaking of that, I do want to go back and rewatch the Dark Knight trilogy. Why? Just because I've been craving Nolan. We're leading up to mm, Tenet this yeah. summer. I want to do a giant Nolan rewatch. You're in the middle of a Marty rewatch. I'm I'm plowing through Marty. I I'm excited for Nolan, but probably only like Interstellar, uh, maybe Inception because I get little Inception vibes with Tenet. And some of the shots in this in Tenet look like early stuff, like Memento and Insomnia. Oh yeah, That's... so I'm, I haven't seen Insomnia in a while. Will you return to what was his short film? I'm trying to remember. Well, he did Following, which was his Fall- first. That's film. it. Yeah. And and no, I, I won't go back to that. Insomnia. Memento is not one that I, I revisit often either. I like that movie, but it's not one of my favorite Nolan movies. I'll say Insomnia is one of the criminally underrated Nolan films. It I'll, is it is underrated. Just like Bringing Out the Dead for Martin Scorsese. Ooh, good movie. Did you like it? Second yeah, time? I, liked it. I thought it looked great. Um, it, it wears on you, though. By the third act, you're like, man, this is... This is tough to watch. It gets draining and taxing, especially with Nick Cage in that role. But I will say Cage was awesome. He's actually more restrained than I expected. That was actually very nice. He kind of only loses it once. But the cinematography in that is incredible. The performances are incredible. Uh, yeah, it's an underrated Marty movie. And I will also say it has one of the greatest lines from a Marty movie where someone says, I'd be banging. <laughs> I can't remember what was it. I'd be banging, and then it's like, is not dead or something like that. And they completed that sentence. But Ving Rhames, also very good in that movie. A lot of fun to watch. I like John Goodman in it, too. He's only in it a little bit, but he oh, was cracking me up. I forgot about Goodman. He's, he's in the first night of the three-day uh, basic, of uh, the three nights that we follow. He's the night, the first night, I should say. Uh, my head's not right. I have the coronavirus. Are you so? How are you doing? You've had a few days where you've kind of been struggling, but you lost your voice yesterday or two days ago. Uh, yeah, it's been on and off for the past like week. 
I assumed it was just because of the Kansas City Chiefs. I was going to say Sunday I felt amazing during that championship game and woke up Monday morning and felt awful. How does that feel to be Super Bowl bound? It's exciting. Um, I think I will shed tears when they win it mm-hmm. on February 2nd. God willing. I've already seen, I've already knocked one thing off my list and it was the one I didn't expect. And that was the Kansas City Royals in 2015 winning the World Series. I cried with that. And honestly, it's at this point, 50 years, I've never seen this before in my life. This has been my team growing up. To see them in the, in the Super Bowl is very surreal. The whole thing is bizarre to me. Um, but if they win, I will probably cry. Will you go to Kansas City to celebrate with them? For the parade? I would go, yeah, that'd be awesome. Because okay. it was one million strong when the Kansas City won, and uh, everyone acted civil, and it was very nice. I think we can repeat when the when the Chiefs bring home the Lombardi Trophy. And then you're up there partying with Rob Riggle and Paul Rutten. Yeah, I'm going to stay in their loft. Oh. I don't know where they stay. but Well, th- I love the story of the Royals whenever they brought home uh, the series win, and it was... Uh, Paul Rudd, who invited everyone to go back to his mom's house for a big kegger. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what happened with that. <laughs> if people actually showed up. Yeah, I, I really hope that happened. But, well, film fans, we're going to have a short episode for you today with a few updates. We're going to start with a love set, hate set on two new trailers. Then we're going to dive into an update on our fantasy draft for 2020 it's a doozy hang in there because i actually am very surprised i think everyone's surprised by the new numbers and then we will have a follow-up to that in which drew will have to pick a new film for february something happened something disastrous happened or maybe it will be a good thing who knows but let's start off with loves it hates it first up new trailer for the Peter Berg, Mark Wahlberg joint. I, I honestly forgot the name of it, but it's Spencer Confidential. Terrible name. Awful yeah. name. But you say it's already an IP that's developed for comics or? It's it was like a, a book g- series apparently that still is continuing on and was a TV series. I have no idea. I've never heard of it in my life. I This is the first I've heard of it as well. This looks like just another like bad Wahlberg, Peter Berg joint. What was the last one? I'm trying to remember. They did, uh, it's not 8 Mile, 88, Mile 88 or something? Something like that, yeah. I saw it in the theaters and I couldn't tell you. It was... And it's with Lauren Cohan, and yeah, I remember... it was like 90 minutes of just okay action, and it, it went by, and that's that. This movie looks pretty bad, though. Mile 22. Well, I was close. I had 88. Yeah. I had a mile, right? I will so say... They paired up for, like, I think a couple... I think Lone Survivor is really good, and I liked Deepwater Horizon for the most part, and Patriot's Day was good, too. Patriot... I had to say, of those, my favorite maybe Deepwater Horizon. It just really surprised me with that, and we got a really good Kurt Russell performance in that. As, uh, I think he was, like, the captain, or at least he was higher up on that hierarchy of the for the oil rig, but that was a great movie. So loves it and hates it with Spencer Confidential. I mean, this looks awful. With Mile 22, they flat out were like, I want to say they like drunkenly came up with this and oh. they said, we've done three heavy hitters. Let's do something just off the wall. It's bonkers. And they came up with this movie and they did it. And that's what it is. It's just like f- action fluff. <laughs> and this looks like they really had a lot of fun with that and they want to continue it and actually expand on it a little bigger in terms of 
scope and budget. It looks like stupid fun, so I'm going to say loves it, but it's it looks awful. It looks like what you would typically typically get with a Netflix just like straight to video entertainment with big names. Yeah. Cuz this has like a lot of really good actors. It's starting to become instead of straight to DVD, straight to Netflix. Sadly. With big people. People attached. Like Peter Burke's like, you want to cut me a check for $130 million? Sure, I'll make you a freaking 95-minute action movie. Let's come up with Spencer Confidential. This does look like a Michael Bay film. And I'm kind of... I don't know how I feel about the trailer. It's three minutes overblown. I feel like... the trailer's too long. Way too long. And it's just like... I would say with Netflix, too, as I told you, whenever I first saw this trailer, it's almost like they can't cut a trailer, a good trailer, one that at least intrigues me. The first half of this, not that interested. And then the second half, it was fun. It looked like a fun movie. But I will say that watching it a second time, right before we started recording this podcast, I liked it a little bit more. However, that still did not sway my decision. I'm going with hate stuff. Jeez, one good thing, though, Winston Duke. Mm -hmm. I'm glad he's getting a lot of work. He looks like he could have a lot of fun in this movie. Looks like everyone will probably have fun. But, like, in this, they're recycling jokes that we've seen a million times in a million other movies. Yeah, I'm just... Like a a guy with headphones on while Calamity goes on behind him. (laughs) We've seen that 5,000 times. You can't come up with a funnier gag? No. Whatever. We're not paying for it. We're going to sit at home on our butts and eat junk food and watch this, which is what it's there for. So loves it. Any chance this is going to be good? Uh, I mean, I, I like Peter Berg for Friday Night Lights and all that stuff. So I, I'm a kind of a ride or die guy w- with him. He's, he's, he's my ride or die. But probably not. <laughs> I mean... It, the the weird level of he's done really good stuff and then just pure garbage and I can't get a read <laughs> on him because there's so many things that he's done where I'm like man I love this guy and then he does mile 22 and I'm like this is awful but it's also kind of entertaining I guess it looks like that residue that stuck around the realm of toilets oh my god <laughs> I guess long story short is it is what it is and I think as long as this isn't two and a half hours long I think it'll be uh, worth a watch. I really hope it's like four hours long and they just have segments and you can have chapters. One big surprise about this trailer, Wahlberg has like a jacket or long sleeve shirt on the entire time. Not flexing, not shirtless. What's going on with this guy? I guarantee. Show me some muscle, baby. But predictions that he'll be shirtless at least once? I'm going to say no. Maybe maybe he wakes up. They always have a shot of the main character waking up and they don't have a shirt on. That's like your, that's like an easy way to do it without being too gratuitous. I would actually say no early prediction, no shirtless Mark Wahlberg. Oh, but maybe a shirtless Winston Duke. Ah, man. Nah, it looks like it's set in a Pittsburgh or somewhere. It's cold. I don't know where it's set. But it also looks like it strangely wants to be PG 13 while pushing that R rating. I think this will be, I don't say hard R, but it's going to be R. I it's going to warrant it. I think it. so, yeah. It's I don't the, think there's, again, a lot, with a lot of these Netflix movies, there's not a script. It certainly doesn't seem like it with that. They just used a robot to spit out like settings <laughs> in a vague plot outline. That's what it's come to. And now we just put in an idea with things that actually ping interest on Netflix 
And then it's basically the generator and how very much so similar to how Donald Glover came up with his uh, rapper name. Well, isn't there – there's some studio now that is actually generate is using AI to generate what gets greenlit. Do you hear about that? Yeah, I was thinking that Netflix was toying around with that. It's like you know, it's like a big studio, like Universal or Sony or something. So it sounds like a stupid Sony gag, but I could see Sony doing it. So movie number two, also a Netflix film. Mm -hmm. Tell us what that is. Horse Girl. Another terrible title. (laughs) I don't. I was like, wait, what? I almost did not watch the trailer, but then I saw it had Allison Brie in this of Community and Glow. And she is looking very much so like how she appears in Glow. I've not seen any of Glow, by the way. I'd like to watch that show, but I have not started it yet. But it's Alison Brie, and we have some a taste of Molly Shannon in the trailer. Loves it, hates it. Mm. I, I'm going to say loves it because I'm intrigued. This movie has the potential to really go get wacky. Bonkers, yeah. And I hope it does. I hope it embraces it because there's... Hints of maybe she's this character's not going crazy. Maybe there are aliens. Let uh, if we're gonna do something because I we have all these movies now about some sort of mental illness. It feels mm-hmm. like so if we're gonna do it, she's not crazy. Let's just have actual aliens come or something weird. Predictions on YouTube is she literally turns into the horse into a horse by the end of this. Do something insane. Just like for the sorry. love of God. This says it's in a, a drama. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, maybe it doesn't go wacky, but I, I say go full wacky. I hope it does too. And therefore, I'm agreeing with you on this love set. But still, bad title. Two bad titles from Netflix. Shame on you. Yeah, really strange. We haven't seen Alice and Brina roll like this before, at least from what I can remember. And I'm, I'm really hoping that we get a mix of like the fourth kind. Remember that movie? Whenever it was just I didn't nuts. see it. And that that was like, but I know what you're talking about. It it it, it was more or less. It, I mean, it leaned heavily into this extraterrestrial. Um, well, it was basically all about that and just documenting it almost in this found footage type way. Don't expect that here, but I am wondering if it's going to get nutty like that. And I hope it does. And I don't know though, in terms of whether or not this could actually turn out great. What do you think? Uh, We looked at the filmography of the guy who did it, and I can't even remember his name, but he did Life After Beth and The Little Hours, among several things. I didn't think Life After Beth was very good, and I didn't see the other one, so I'm going to – could this be good? Maybe? I don't know. I can't get a vibe on it. It looks like like it's totally almost off the wall. I kind of hope that it comes out and surprises us, and it ends up being one of our favorites on Netflix. Kind of like Velvet Buzzsaw. Oh, my gosh. I forgot that was a thing. <laughs> I even forgot all about it until it popped up on my Netflix recently. And I thought, oh, yeah, we did talk about that one time. Remember how fit Jake Gyllenhaal was in that? And his hair? I like to think that he's that fit every single day. Yeah, his Ooh. hair was awful, though. I like good bod, but the hairstyle definitely could have gone through another rewrite slash rework. So I'm going to say, two loves it, you have a split decision. Yep. And I'm, but also, but you're going to watch Spencer Confidential, right? Am I yeah, saying that's what it's called? Right? Yeah. Okay. But I also, I'm watching, and I, I want to be very clear. I'm watching Horse Girl just because of Allie Breen. That's all. I yeah, just, she's good, but she's married to Dave Franco. I think she loses a couple marks because of that. I'm really curious, like how he seems that, like a real skis ball. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I I'm just kidding, Dave. We love you. I'm sure he's actually a nice guy. 
world. It's his brother that's a little, mm-hmm. little creepo. Yeah, James. He's he just like fell off the face of the earth after Disaster Artist. It was that was it crazy. It was before Disaster Artist. Was, no, no, it was right after. Yeah. Well, they had released it and it was starting. It was going to be a major Oscar contender, and then all of that came out like this. The allegations, and then saying, "Well, maybe not." And then they really We've never, back. literally, never seen him since. Little James. Well. <laughs> We're going to switch gears now and jump into an update on our 2020 fantasy draft, or I should say part one of that. And for January, we had two releases this past weekend. One was Bad Boys for Life, and that is under my umbrella of films. And then you had Doolittle. Got it. And what pisses me off (laughs) is when we did our draft, I picked January 1st. It was just you had already picked, and I said, you know, I'm going to do January. And it's down to two movies, more or less. And it was down between these two movies, and I thought, I just have a good feeling about Doolittle. So I picked Doolittle and left that wide open. I'm getting my freaking butt smoked. And keep in mind, the winner of this fantasy draft gets to fill up a super soaker with whatever they want, and they get to spray the loser. I'm going to get sprayed. I, I hope that you know you basically gave me a Joker success. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> the good the good thing is I have some good picks. Oh you, yeah. You need this, but it's I feel like this pick in particular in February, which we're gonna get to, it's gonna make this so freaking close. Yeah, I agree. This is gonna be a close finale. This will be a lot like our first summer movie fantasy Ooh, draft. When I barely I squeaked by with the W, but barely. That was very, very close. And I'm expecting the same thing for this because Bad Boys for Life in the MLK holiday weekend, four day total, Bad Boys raked in 73 mil. Ooh. Way over studio and analyst predictions. And projections and what they were expecting from the third film. It's all bad boys. They already have a fourth film greenlit. We're getting it. Just get get ready. Unfortunately, Doolittle looks like <laughs> it is dead on arrival with twenty eight million. Which oh man, my is, logic seems so sound. It was like kids time off. Yeah, or it would just need something to entertain the kids, and no one is seeing this movie. There was so much marketing for this during playoff games. During NBA games, freaking RDJ is hosting Ellen, and yeah. it's nothing. It's an hour-long plug for this thing, and it's getting ripped by critics. Well, apparently there's this insane ending. Have you heard about it? I have. You, no, I don't want to hear what it is, though. I want to see this movie. I no joke. There was a. I, I know what it is, but the ending is so outrageous that it has certain people up in arms. Some people have said they're actually okay. With this ending, and that has encouraged them to go see this movie instead of like detract them. Interesting. All right, I need to see that. I'm will, guessing this ends up around sixty million. Ooh, yeah. I would. I mean, right now it's halfway there, but I expect. I mean, in the this second, is going to sink like a stone yeah. this upcoming weekend. I, I think this upcoming weekend we're going to get 1917, Jumanji, and. I would say at least those go over Doolittle. I, I really think Doolittle will suffer a major dip. And Bad Boys right now, Box Office Mojo is comparing it to John Wick 3, 
which ended up north of $171 million. So Goodness. if this movie, if Bad Boys for Life makes that, which is a major win for me, but that compared to your Doolittle 60, ooh, that's it's, like what you're saying. That's a rough start. It's an awful start. I think this weekend, Bad Boys reclaims the number one spot. I think 1917 bumps up to number two. Mm-hmm. I think number three is probably Guy Ritchie's The Gentleman. Yeah. And Doolittle is maybe in the five, the four or five spot. Possibly. It's, I, 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 I might have screwed myself over. Oh, well, I... Because if you, on one of these stupid, I think it was that fantasy podcast, I said both these movies will end around the 75 mark. Yeah. And you've already done that in four days, basically. I honestly did not expect this from Bad Boys. I don't know if anyone did, but apparently there's such a, well, a fan base, I say, like in quotations. I did happen to see this movie last night on a whim and it was because my girlfriend was like let's go see a movie oh i already bought tickets i'm like well i guess we're going well to the now we gotta go and keep in mind this movie i think what's helping is critic reaction is pretty good about i think 77 percent. very high you, I, what do you think do you agree or disagree i'll say i don't get the love because i plan on say i was supposed to see it saturday and i I've, i just haven't been feeling well so i, I canceled i'm gonna try to go thursday Without I, spoiling anything, yeah, you think I'll like it, and did you like it? You say no. Uh, I I didn't dislike it, but I also didn't love it. So I'm very like middle of the road. It's it's okay. There are some good parts, but I will say it's my least favorite of the three. Ooh, the which one is it more like the uh, small scale first one, which is relatively small because we're talking about Michael Bay. Or the second one, which is just like, here's a lot of money, make it two and a half hours long. Go I, big. I would say it's a hybrid, but it's more like the first film. That, however, I can't. That excites me. However, it is it is very strange in terms of the style because it's very un Michael Bay like. I mean, you do have certain things that it's like, okay, well that's like Michael Bay, what he but did. But that's with not the first a bad two. thing to no, create I, your own thing. Is he and I heard he makes a cameo? Yes, he does. <laughs> it was so funny because... I'm glad that he's okay with them doing a third one and then maybe he comes back for round four. Yeah. I would say keep getting new people, though. Well, it was great because whenever he came on camera, I, like, looked around the theater. I'm like, Does anybody what? get this? And, and I started laughing immediately because, see, it is kind of funny with him and, and his part because it was a very outrageous role. It wasn't, like, bonkers, but it was just, like, wait a second. That's... That's Bay. I mean, and then he's in either the first or second one. I can't remember. Yeah, I think he's what, in the second one briefly. Th- it was so it was it was a lot of fun seeing him, but it was like no one else it registered with with anyone. Mm, in that's the sad. In one of them, he's the car they get into. They they're like, "We're taking your car," and he's the driver. I think oh, it's the second one. Yeah, I think it is the second one. I will say the one thing that surprised me the most: they showed a lot of restraint in terms of the cursing. I was expecting something that would just be off the rails. There is, like, it earns its R rating, but it was not necessarily what I was expecting in, in the very, especially in the very beginning. But it, it, it's, I will say there are a few interesting story, not necessarily twists, but just how it approaches what happens and the structure that it, kept me intrigued and i'll say that so there it's it's a mix of good and bad i can see why people really like it 
I'm excited for it. This is one I was looking forward to, and then just the the word of mouth is good. I I would recommend definitely watching it. I think that if you like the first two, you'll really like this one as well. But Doolittle, God, are you going to see that? No, I'm not going to go see that. <laughs> I I don't know if I can. No, I'm not paying money to go see that. Is the thing I'll watch it at some point. That's the update that we have right now. But there's I'm one smoked. I'm getting smoked. There's one as as of now. This but, is like if I'm getting a grade for my January pick, flat F. <laughs> you get an A, I get an F. That was an I just want to point out once again, this was at your choosing. I know, I was gonna say this is the thing. If you had taken bad boys and I was left with whatever you know January offers. The pick would be like a D plus because I can't control that. <laughs> but I did this to myself, and that's what's frustrating. And I, I don't want to lose. You don't want to beyond get beyond you spraying me. I don't like to lose. So uh, this is about as awful of a start as possible. But you know what? Like the Kansas City Chiefs down twenty four nothing to the Houston Texans. I'm about ready to go on a streak, baby. Well. Uh, all I will say is that I need Bad Boys to kill it, and I need my February pick to kill it as well. If I have any hope to compete with your March and April picks, ooh! But you, yeah. So we need to go. What we need to do is, I need to pick a new February pick because I had the Kingsman, <laughs> and last week we were like, man, it's weird that we're not seeing any promotional stuff for this movie. It's there's, bizarre. There's a reason for that. We look it up. The movie has been pushed back for like the third time to November, which it's going to do awful in November. So I'm forced to pick a new February movie for February. What'd you have? I had Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog. Which is going to be a Valentine's Day release. Because neither of it, we had already picked our big movies. So there's not a lot to choose from. Wait, that comes out on Valentine's Day? Sadly, yeah, it oh does. Oh, my gosh. I don't... Well, that might change my strategy because I was going to choose a movie. It's between two movies for me. It's between Fantasy Island and it's between The Invisible Man. Oh, man. My gut says Invisible Man. There is a problem, though. It, that movie doesn't come out till late February. Oh, yeah. And there's a bunch... There's stuff coming out in March that it's just not going to have a long shelf life, which is my concern. So I'm thinking the 14th, you get couples interested in Fantasy Island, supernatural horror film. It's Blumhouse. And it's got room to breathe. It's got like two to three weeks before something bigger comes around. (sighs) I think with my official February pick, I'm going to choose Blumhouse's Fantasy Island. Ooh. (laughs) And pray to God (laughs) that this movie can get like, I don't know, $40 $40 million. <laughs> it's from a, the guy that did 2018's Truth or Dare, which I watched <laughs> like two months ago, and it is a piece of <laughs> I don't know what to do, dude. I don't know. What to, like, do you think that's a bad pick? <laughs> I can't breathe right now. That's I don't what... know what to do. All right, so... Like you can't even we you typed in Google into oh or fantasy gosh. into Google and it literally is the third pick. No one's searching oh for this movie. Oh my gosh! Minute. I just oh my gosh! I haven't well, even seen a preview for this movie, but it's got Lucy Hale. Yeah, so it's and Maggie got... Q and Michael Pena. All right, so 
let me catch my breath, and it's two hours and 36 minutes. Well, that's minutes. not right. There's no way this movie is that long. That's not correct. Google's wrong. Because if this movie is two and a half hours long, one, why? And two, it's only going to make about $17 at the box office. I think I'm honestly, January and February are a complete wash. It's a disaster for, oh my God. I don't think Sonic is going to make that much money either. Honestly, I think it's going to be a giant turd uh, all smeared across the rest of the year. I I mean, there's just awful movies coming out every single month. I'm laughing, but at the same time, Sonic, I, I keep reading that there are more and more predictions coming out, and they think Sonic is going to be as big of a bust as Doolittle. So it's gonna do awful. It looks like garbage. It's Fantasy Island, which is weird. Like people ended up get, complaining about Sonic, and yet they're probably not gonna go out and see it. But well, you can make Sonic look amazing and still have a piece of crap film. Yeah, and that's what I think. Unfortunately, what's gonna happen. But they ended up spending more. It already cost Sonic already cost ninety million, and so I'm assuming that pushed it well over a hundred after they did this whole redesign. But Fantasy Island, I don't. I'm. I'm curious. I'm just going to search real quick what some predictions are on this. Here's some. Well, this is from December twentieth. Good grief. So long range. Yes, and this is weird. Uh, Here's one article: Fantasy Island opening weekend, seventeen to twenty-two. That seems way too high, right? I mean, it's Valentine's Day. It's it's couples. I think this movie's got to make about forty five for me. Well, What's it say for Sonic? Sonic it says twenty to thirty million oh opening. Oh my gosh, that's awful. That's pretty bad. Yeah, I think that's an odd spot to release this movie though. Because remember, this was supposed to come out like November before Thanksgiving. Yeah. But I do after I I did think that you were going to pick the Invisible Man and. However, just, we got to keep in mind the, the director's last film that he did with Blumhouse was Upgrade, and that only made like 15 mil or something like that. Well, he didn't do that with Blumhouse, but... Well, was that Upgrade wasn't Blumhouse? Or Blumhouse Tilt or whatever that is? Maybe it was. Uh, man, we've talked about this before, but Upgrade was awesome. Upgrade was I think, a, a I good think movie, yeah. I think Invisible Man's going to be actually quite a bit of fun. It's just not going to make a lot of money. Yeah, I think in this case, it's just you're you're more or less screwed whenever it comes to which film to go with. Because I mean, of the two, Blumhouse I think Fantasy tilt. has yeah. the best chance of scoring forty. Yeah. I cannot be going down immediately one hundred fifty million dollars, <laughs> which is a, a, a complete possibility. the The thing is, and when does A Quiet Place Two is what I have in March? When mm-hmm. does that come out? Is it early or middle? I think it's like March 16th or something like that. That's got to, for me to be in this, and I can't believe I'm saying this already because we're only in January, that movie's got to make like $225 million. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm expecting. Now, we ended up saying the same thing about It Chapter 2. Just like, do okay for me, please, for the love of God, so I can stay. I don't want to get blown out again like the last. (laughs) Well, I think (laughs) that. The, however, if we end up having you the got same some effect. stinkers coming up, by the way. You have Bloodshot, which is gonna, <laughs> which is going to be complete ass. <laughs> I, I have zero optimism for that film, and that's my March pick. So I got March <laughs> locked down, and I got April locked down because yep. that was my big 
my box office movie. I got freaking trolls. That <laughs> I'm going to get trolled by that movie, my own pick. But oh, it's the same as like February, though. I just, I, I think honestly, you're not down by any means. But Sonic, I need Sonic to do really well. I'm not down, but I'm not. I after we had done the draft, I thought felt really good about it, and I was like, "There's no way this is even close." And after January, I'm like in a hole. I'm not six feet under. I'm like three and a half feet. Oh, well, the I I did look at the SpongeBob movies. The first SpongeBob movie. There's a first one for yeah. crying out loud. Yeah, and then there's like SpongeBob two something like that so the first one did 85 this is your may pick by the way your spongebob which will be the third spongebob movie released and it's sponge bob yeah sponge out of water that came out in 2015 i don't even remember this movie and it It made 162 million dollars yeah sponge out of water and what was the first movie it was like half that so it's was, gone. It actually went up. Yes. How? Maybe, maybe I can pull in like one fifteen with that or more. I mean, all right. That makes me feel a little better. Yeah. So this is once again comparing what you have to what I have. I need to really front load this because coming yeah, up in March and April, I'm going to be crapping the bat. You're in Dud City, and you got you got Black Widow for May. And the more I watch of that, I, I well, this wasn't. One of my most anticipated movies. I think it looks freaking awesome. It looks really good, but I'm I'm kind of worried. It's gonna do huge. And there's so the villain is Taskmaster. <laughs> they have not revealed Taskmaster in the comics is somebody, but they are being very sneaky about. They won't say who this person is in the in the movie. And there are these rumors of it being somebody that we know. Hmm. I think it'll be one of the female cast members, co-stars, like okay. maybe Florence or hmm. Rachel Vice is in it. That'll be the twist. Oh. Uh, it's I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to think, but I think there is going to be some sort of twist that gets people really excited, and there's going to be some really cool cameos. I, I, I'm expecting at least two cameos. I do expect RDJ to make a cameo. I really think that's the case. But he I don't, needs to because his other choices oh. are not going well. I, I'm going to say RDJ and for sure Nick Fury. And yeah, it'd be, it'd be strange if he's always with her. And I, I would say that at the very end of the movie, it will be similar to the whole Iron Man setup where I mean, we got that. It'd be cool if we, I can't even remember the timeline, but if you saw Bruce Banner, because this is oh, in between yeah. some movies, but maybe he'll, I can't remember though, if when this is set, if it's the time when he hadn't seen her in a while. It well it was between, between Ultron and Civil War. That this is when this comes mm-hmm. Ultron and the Civil War. I'm pretty sure. Let me double well, check. Well, then he would be he would be gone, right? Because he's not in he's not in Civil War. Because he's off, and then they do Thor Ragnarok, which is where he ends up. Takes place between Civil War and Infinity War. So I'm mistaken. Yeah. Civil so Civil War and Infinity War. Which technically, Ragnarok, I don't think they see each other again until Infinity War. I don't know. It's been a while. I can't keep track of all this stuff. Either yeah. way, he would be an interesting um, cameo. I'm curious. But what, you're excited for Pew Pew, right? Oh, man. I just, no joke, I've been watching more stuff with Pew, and I'm happy that she got nominated for Little Women, but she should have gotten nominated for her role in Midsummer. Yeah, she was. Maybe it's just like, hey, this is for everything that you're, this is just for all that you do. 
I'm, and, I'm, and, and just the joy that you bring to all of us. I'm freaking obsessed with Florence Pugh right now. I know. It's actually gotten kind of scary. I've started, I've started you, writing letters. You were writing letters. You made that little voodoo doll that you're about ready to unleash if she doesn't say yes. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I and can't it's talk about actually, that. It's actually frightening me. <laughs> I can't. I just uh, every time I I end up uh, basically worshiping Florence Pugh. So I biffed January. I'm going to fully admit to that. But I I have confidence now with those SpongeBob box office numbers because when I said that on the podcast when we drafted, I remember I think both of us just laughed out loud <laughs> and it was just yeah we thought it was stupid. But maybe it's not. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it, it's really hard to think about what will happen because so right now we've got your. You're locked in uh, January Doolittle. Then we go to Fantasy Island. Then you've got Quiet Place for March. No Time to Die for April. And then SpongeBob on the run for May. And then mine goes Bad Boys for Life. Uh, Crap, I I forgot February. But it's Sonic. Sonic. Then Bloodshot. Then I've got freaking Trolls World Tour. And then I end with Black Widow. (laughs) I mean, trolls could do okay, but I think your your March and April is gonna really you're gonna really tank fest. Yeah, it's gonna come down. You're gonna need Black Widow to save your life. I hope she does. I hope she comes in to save me. I I think that's gonna be humongous, right? I just, and the other thing we keep hearing the productions for predictions for bird of birds of prey, and I am I very bite. surprised. It's way they're lowballing it because they want to say, "Oh, this is way bigger than we thought." That movie's yeah. going to open with like $65 million. I think it's going to do huge, huge numbers. I think that will be the second highest, and well, at least I hope. the no, Well, yeah, actually, I do think that will be the second highest, and then Black Widow will be the top. But I think No Time to Die, the closer we get, the more, like, the. I think that's going to be huge. And I think Fast and Furious 9 is going to suck. Oh, no, I think it's going to be big. I think it's really going to take a major punch because no Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It'll still do well, though. It'll do well. What if it only makes like $40 million? And they're like, we don't honestly don't know what happened. I, I kind of hope that happens, and that way we're done with those films. Jeez. At least end the series and do one more. <laughs> well, I then again, I have not watched any of the new movies. Most recent was Hobbs and Shaw, and I ended up uh, men in blacking myself where I just oh. erased my memory. All right, well, now we're updated. Yep, that's going to cover it for this podcast episode. I believe the next episode we're going to talk about all of Florence Pugh, and I'm going to have the reveal of the voodoo doll. It's called the Pew Pew Fanatics. Quality Check is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA.